The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women improving the lives of those women and girls today. Jill from Skate of Mind talks about literally putting your skates on, inspiring young girls and building confidence whilst doing frankly terrifying things with wee wheels on your feet. Jill, your organisation has got the most amazing name. Um, yeah. It's Skate of Mind. Yes, yeah. I was really struggling for a name and it was my friend was just like, well, you're not thinking of the obvious. And I was like, what? And she came out with Skate of Mind and I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> so skate as in not the fish, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> so old-fashioned roller skates, quad skates. So the ones with four wheels. So that's what we use. Um, I mean, we do welcome bladers, you know, but um, they're the ones with the straight wheels. But uh, we, we we like the retro skates, so roller skates. I, I love the way you said, we do welcome bladers. We welcome them. But... As if, you know, but we are the true and only. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got a couple of guys that come to the lessons and they're they're hilarious. Um, but we're like, you can come in, but don't get comfy. Jill, are you a, <laughs> are you a skater then? You're a skater? Yeah, yeah. So I've played roller derby for 12 years. Oh, yeah loved it um and really I was made redundant and it was kind of like well I'm passionate about skating I'm really good at engaging young people especially young people in um issue-based work so I use roller skating as a vehicle to engage people into being more physically active and doing some issue-based work around confidence and body image this is what I found fascinating about uh, skate of mind is you've yeah. combined this, this this pretty dynamic exercise. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty roller uh, yeah. derby is pretty brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, with 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 dealing with issues amongst young people, but honestly, Jill, it's it's not a natural bedfellow. It doesn't seem to me. Yeah. So what made you think of that? Well, um, to start off, I had a project just before it was made redundant, and it was working with um, it was young men and young women, but they would both they were both involved in sexual aggression, um, and it was the young men weren't aware they were being aggressive to the young women, and the young women didn't have enough confidence to know that they were being aggressively approached. So, um, it was it was this dynamic and, and it was very much well, let's focus on the girls and get them confident and understanding that they need to be treated better and also what we're going to do with these lads they need to be educated and they were all under 16 so very young so the idea came from um, me saying right they all hang out at skate parks I'm going to go in the skate park with my skates on um, and we're going to have a session they can be on anything they want you know skateboards whatever but it, it was trying to change their perception of what a woman and a girl is um, so it was very much about, well, you, you see me as a, at the time I was in my 30s, not so much anymore, but um, they just saw me as another wifey worker that's going to go in and tell them what they need to do uh, and how they're going to change and moan at them. So I changed their perception by going, right, let's have a skate around, let's have a talk. And you know the big bowls you get in skate parks? Yeah. Um, so we just sat there and we had a discussion about what is a woman to you? What's your mother to you? What's your sister to you? How do you feel a relationship should like? What should it look like? And it was a really important piece of work. And um, so then I was made redundant and I thought actually getting people physically active, whether it's roller derby, if it's on the rinks, just flat skating or in a skate park, it's quite an easy sport to get into. And it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's 
a good community, but also you're doing exercise without knowing it. And then I could do the issue-based work around, actually, I'm not a small woman. You know, I'm I'm very strong and very powerful, but I'm not, a, you know, a size 10. Uh, but I can be as fit and active as I like, and I don't care what other people think. So it's, it's building up that body image and the change of your stereotypical fit person, if you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. What did the, the funding from the Women's Fund for Scotland, what did it allow you to do? So what what we've done is we've set up a lovely wee group. It's for young women. So they're all uh, 13, 14. Um, and they're, they're uh, young women that have been taking part in my ramp classes. So it's in skate parks. And basically I teach uh, people how to be safe in a skate park and how to use it and how it works and how... Um, how to fall and look after yourself, basically. <laughs> These young women are amazing. They're taking part in a, a an extreme sport, basically. Um, and it just came out through doing this this um, this group that from their parents, especially their mothers and them, that we were all getting bullied. They were all having issues with body image, uh, confidence. Um, so really, we we've been able through this funding to put a group together so I can do more in depth work with them. So we've got, um, we're on our second week. We've got uh, a nice plan for the next few weeks where we're going to look at advice for other people that are dealing with bullies in schools um, advice for teachers on how to deal with it and what pupils need from the teachers. And we're, we're looking at working with an illustrator to bring that together and uh, designing a zine that might be able to, go out into the schools that they're in so wow. it's, it's it's a lovely piece of work we've been able to do and take further than we could have without the funding basically well that's that's great because every every little achievement builds confidence yeah. doesn't it so even teaching you how to, to cope with the ramp yes so it's like the sort of thing that would you know you'd walk 10 foot tall once you'd know yeah. you'd, you'd manage to do that that would be cool oh Obviously. that's it I, I'm I'm just going to applaud people from the sidelines because yeah. honestly, if I fell down the ramp, then it would take oh I don't know about a week for my cellulite to stop moving. So I don't think that's <laughs> no. a very good idea. So you actually you mentioned so it, it's really important as well because mental health amongst young women girls is becoming a serious issue. How how do you reach out to those girls though to get them to come in in the first place? Well, and um, I was lucky with this group because it was already uh, they were all already attending a class I run. Um, so that's 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 why I set up this group and that's I went for the funding for the specific group because it was very much um, identified within the group that we were just chatting and these issues came up and it was all a recurring theme within the girls' lives. Um, a, a few of them were really nervous about uh, being identified and uh, it was it, it took a wee bit of time and. In the recruiting process, I suppose, to explain to their parents, especially it was their mums more or less that were, um, I had to reassure them that they wouldn't be identified. It would all be confidential. Uh, their names didn't have to be on anything um, that we publish unless they want it. And I had to spend a lot of time just developing the programme with them before we could get started, really. What is it about it that f frightens or worries the girls? Is it because they think it's an ungirly thing to do? I think as soon as you use the word bullied and being bullied, that, that has lots of ramifications. If you say, I've been bullied, you know, it puts that victim status and a lot of them are really scared of that and they're scared of the ramifications in the general world uh, about saying I've been bullied and I've gone to this group and we've dealt with these things. And it takes a lot of courage for them and they're not, they're not there yet. I think just now, for me, I'm learning a lot because my generation, if you got bullied, I'd have to say it to your face. 
you know, or the bully would have to say it to my face. Whereas the reach of uh, online bullying is unbelievable. Um, mm. Even even when they're at the skate park sometimes, and this is how it's been identified, there's loads of people watching them going, wow, they're amazing. Just takes one school uniform from the wrong school and they're like, oh, Jill, Jill. And they'll be straight to me going, oh, I think somebody that doesn't like me is watching me. But um, I think once you've been bullied the length of time they have, it's a knee-jerk reaction to anybody seeing me, being out there, putting yourself out there. It's quite scary, so... Uh, so, in other words, sticking your head above the parapet can be the scariest thing of all. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right about the reach of social media. It's getting into these girls' heads now, isn't it? It's it's pretty terrifying. But you're giving them something in real life that they can actually say, I've done this. Do you see them improve as they their confidence improving as they go through? Yes, no, definitely. So, I, as I said there, it's just now they're not willing to put their head above the parapet. Um, but I'm pretty sure by the end of it, I think there could be spokeswomen, spokes young girls, uh, for you know, for young women that are going through these things. Um, because even last night we were doing a little exercise about how people see you and um, how you see yourself, and they all had heart post-its that they've got to put around their mirrors every morning with all these anonymous comments we did in the group saying how amazing you are. And I'm like, you have to, you have to read these every morning. As soon as you get a negative thought when you're getting ready, like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm, you know, school's going to be rubbish. Look at all these comments. You're amazing. And I'm pretty sure throughout the, by the end of the group, they'll be, they'll be really proud of themselves. And especially if they've got this zine to show off. And I'm, I'm sure they will want to show off by the end, but they've got the option not to. Uh, I think that's important. They can hide and, and keep themselves secret if they want, but um, the option's there to take it to their school and show off. Women's Fun Facts. Research has shown that only 1.8% of UK charitable funding goes to women and girls. You know, you've said lots of really interesting things about dealing with and working with um, young women and girls. Like, you, you don't sound to me like you're prescriptive in any way. You're not laying down the law. You, you seem to be incredibly flexible working with them. Is that is that a lesson you'd pass on to other organisations trying to work with young women and girls? Let's get flexible. Yes, definitely. Um, I think when we're, you're, you're, you're working with young women, the as soon as they start a group, they want to please you. They want to make sure they're ticking all the boxes, be a good uh, student in their eyes. Whereas I, I strip that all back. I just, uh, a lot of my resources are just like post-its, pens. I like to give them space because once it's, it's space and time just to figure out, actually, this group's for me. I can see what I want and I'm safe and it's okay. Um, and this group's not to please Jill. It's not to please my mum or dad by coming here. It's actually for me and it's a safe space where I can take time and think about things and learn from others. Um, so flexibility, I, I definitely go where the group takes me. I have my, my aims I would like them to reach, but do you know that changes and it evolves with the group? So I think definitely flexibilities um, and space is something. You're actually taking one of the most frightening things in human history, which is the girl gang, yeah. and, and making it a safe space. Yes. That's, that's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> but I, I can I can remember I can remember the girl gangs in the school, right? They were they used to be in the girls' toilets and they were they were terrifying, but you're actually making them a positive thing. Yeah, I mean that's uh, groups of groups of girls. I mean there's nothing more terrifying than teenage girls, let's face oh, it. No, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Phew, gee whiz. 
Um, and my background is I used to do sexual health classes and for S3. So I've got a lot of experience and it's it's very much like going in and being, uh, uh, you, you know, you're putting on a show and you're trying to make them laugh. You're trying to engage them, but you're trying to teach them as, at the same time. So you have to be flexible and on your toes. Um, but I think once you engage with these uh, young women, uh, you can get so much out of them. Um and really watch them build themselves up. And I think that's what the time and the space does. They build each other up and they learn actually, oh, if I help her feel this way, I start to actually get something inside me that feels quite nice as well. So it's about building each other up as well as uh, yourself. Oh, that's that's an excellent point. Actually, building someone else up builds yourself up yeah. as well. It's a tough world out there. It's actually even tougher now for, for, for girls and young women and, and than when I was growing up, like you say, they can come right into your world and, and they can really affect you in a really private space, which we, we never had before. So are, are these amongst the key issues that you face going forward is combating things like social media and working with young women with confidence issues like this? Oh, de definitely. Uh, we've got, a, in a couple of weeks, we're looking at online safety um, and it's having the confidence a lot of young people young women that have been bullied don't have the confidence to block someone that's been horrible to them online because then there's other ramifications when they see them at school or say a bully's uh, sending them abuse it'll be all their friends start sending them abuse but we were talking about actually uh, one of the least confident girls she comes across least confident I should say uh, in the group she said no I don't even answer them anymore. I block them. And then if their friend comes on, I block them. I just block, block, block everyone. And that keeps me safe. And when she said that, I thought, actually, for coming across as one of the least confident, I was like, that's a massively confident move to do. You know, just to say, nope, I'm blocking you. And it's decisive and it's clear and it's like, nope, you're not getting into my space. I'm not dealing with you today. Um, and that was a that was a really lovely thing we took away from our chats yesterday. That's that is a very important lesson. In fact, you've set you've set young girls up there with a, a lesson that you can use for the rest of your life because yeah. there's always there should be a point when you look around and you go, actually that person is pretty negative. I don't think I'm gonna hang out with them but some women just stick with them forever don't they that's it it's just having the confidence to go actually no i'm happy in my space you can just stay out there and uh leave me alone thanks <laughs> <laughs> that's so empowering fantastic yes. yeah. so the women's fund for scotland i mean as well as being a funder to you do you feel that it's also more of a like almost a supporter not just a funder but a supporter and a networker for you yeah absolutely i was really keen to get this funds um basically i've i've had a, quite a few pots of funding but i've never had a funder actually come and visit us and see the work we're doing you know they'll be able to physically see everything that's happening sometimes funding feels a wee bit distant um, and you don't, you know, you feel supported through emails and phone calls, but actually for a funder to want to come in and see the physical, you know, meet the girls, yeah. um, see what's happening is quite, it's quite powerful for the girls as well to see how much they care uh, by actually turning up and being there. So um, that's something we're looking at probably uh, week six or something. So let me, let me just this straight. So this is actually a funder coming to see you on the ground that's quite something isn't it i'm very transparent with um any group i on and to make sure they know where the money comes from why it's there what our aims are what we're trying to do um, and that also allows the girls to realize oh we're important we deserve this it's it's so difficult though to um to, to to get people to realize the sort of mental earthquake that's going on amongst our young women and girls at the moment and only 
uh, 1.8% of uh, funds go to charities involving women right now. So it must be even harder for you because yeah. these are girls. Are you finding that really tough? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we need to have a big change in the way that funding's uh, going into single sex work. It, it, there's a lot of young women. I'm finding from most of the girls I work with, it's it's all body image, it's all confidence, it's all I need to look a certain way, and there's a lot of pressure on young women straight away. So we need to get we need to get funding to do issue based work to look at actually your body's brilliant. You're 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 strong. You're confident. You're beautiful. No matter what is what you're bombarded with uh, with social media, you know, it's. I think it's getting worse and you know I found from talking to the girls last night uh, one of the girls was really proud of some of the skating she did and she put it up and there was maybe 20 positive comments one negative from a negative person and she really that stuck with her and I'm like just ignore that delete it that's that's somebody that's needing to bring somebody down to make themselves feel better uh, you need to look at all the other comments to make you know to realize how amazing you are so I think we need lots more projects uh, that are working with young women to, to, to just allow them to see they've got a voice if they want to shout. Um, they're amazing the way they are. They, they don't need to have these pressures. They can delete these pressures away. So I hope with some of the work we're doing that um, some of the girls might end up being speakers and champions for this kind of work. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. When you were talking about um, just seeing the negatives. Yeah. Um, so my day job is I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And there's there's a story in stand-up, which is you're in front of an audience of 100 people. 99 of them are wetting themselves with laughter. Yeah. And one person is sitting like an Easter Island statue. Mm -hmm. And the only person that comedian will see from the stage is the one person who looks like an Easter Island statue. Yeah. Because, and you go, why are that person not laughing whilst everybody else? It's taken me years to train myself to go ignore that person Mm -hmm. the other people are enjoying it just leave them doesn't matter but and but you're having to teach but that's fine i can then walk off the stage and i won't see that audience again because i also know the back door doesn't keep my car next to it but <laughs> you're teaching these girls how to be that confident in every single walk of life and i think that's incredible well i, I think as women generally it's it's taken me a long time to be as robust uh, so i can walk into a skate park at 45 you know <laughs> Uh, and I'll, I'll I'll skate about, and I'll see lots of uh, skateboarders going. What's she doing here? She, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you, Costa Coffee's down there, sort of thing. You know, it's <gasps> like. But um, but after doing it for about six years, uh, I found that it's really, uh, I'm accepted, and I'm as 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 a chatty woman, I'll just go up to them and say, "Hi, hey, yeah, you're right," and we'll have a chat, and it's breaking down barriers that way. And that's given me a lot of confidence to be able to get rid of all the negativity. So if somebody gives me a look, I just think, oh, they're looking at me because I'm awesome. That's it. And that's what I'm trying to teach. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing. I'm not a naturally confident person. But when the girls in the skate park go, oh, they're looking at me. And I'm like, no, they're, no, they're looking at me. Don't worry about it. And I, it's, it's kind of when you're in that facilitating role, it's nice to actually say, Look, don't worry. I'll go and chat to them and I'll break down barriers. And quite a lot of the times people are looking at you because they're like, wow, what's she doing? That's amazing. And to see a woman, a girl in a skate park, never mind on roller skates, is quite a new thing still. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing to see the work they're doing and how they're breaking down barriers themselves without them actually realising it. Jill, do you ever think of yourself as a trailblazer? Because I think you are. 
Um, <laughs> it's it's not just that, but the the notion of older women now actively becoming interested in younger women and not regarding them as a nuisance, a threat, pest. I think that that's that's an almost revolutionary idea. I mean, did you ever think of yourself as that? <laughs> not not at all. I just uh, I'm just naturally. Yeah. Oh, she? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. I just naturally gravitate to people that need a wee bit of support. And these young women, they need a lot of support. But I think once you break down these wee barriers of, actually, you are amazing. You're doing brilliant things every day. You just can't see it because you're so good at it. And there is negativity through your life. I mean, we all face it still as adults, but it's how you cope with it and how you say, no, nope, you're not invading my beautiful wee bubble I'm in today. So leave me alone. I think I would write that in a post-it and I'm going to stick it on my mirror. You're not invading my bit of a bubble today. Where is the skate park? Where is the skate park? Um, is it Transgression Park in uh, Ocean Terminal? That's the main one we use. But we also skate in um, uh, Unit 23 in Dumbartonshire. Yeah, and the, the one in Livingston's just been listed, I understand. That's very exciting. An archeolo- it's an architectural gem, apparently. Yes, it's a really nice skate park. It needs a wee bit of work, though. It can be a bit rough around the edges, you know. You can land in uh, quite a big puddle quite easily. <laughs> and I do. But Gillian, or shall I call you Harm? Which oh, I, I know. That's my roller derby name. I do more harm to myself than anyone else, to be fair. But, yeah. <laughs> I am thrilled and delighted that Harm, you are on the side of young girls out there finally we're moving towards building them up to, to a greater resilience to make them the great women of Scotland's future. Thank you very much, Jill. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us and listening to this story. I hope you've been inspired. And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes. <laughs>